Hi, this is Kirk Reed. Bear with me as we need a little compliance disclosure. In our practice, we give financial advice to our clients. We know their financial situation in detail before doing so. That's generally not the case with callers we speak with on the show. We can't give truly meaningful financial advice because we don't know the detailed financial situation of the caller. After all, we just met. Any suggestions we make to callers are generic in nature and meant to steer a caller in the right direction. Callers should check with their own financial professionals before implementing any suggestions that we may make. At times on this show, we talk about investments and investment performance. Investment returns are not guaranteed and past performance does not guarantee future results. Good morning. You're listening to McNamara on Money, the South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. Uh, my name is Kirk Reed. Uh, joined today by Mike McNamara. Uh, good morning, Mike. Good morning. How are you today? Okay. Uh, um, it's uh, it's been hot out there. Uh, hot out there again today. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, so the, the I guess the topic today is well, things things kind of move by fast, right? Time time moves fast. And moves faster as you get older, it, too, Kurt. It, it, <laughs> yes, it does. It oh, yes, it does. Uh-huh. It keeps accelerating. And I guess my thought was that, you know, taking a look at your finances, you know, you know, once a year or, or whatever, whatever your normal, whatever your normal um, pace might be. And hopefully people have a normal pace. Right. That, right? E- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I was thinking, you know, maybe, you know, today we could kind of talk about sort of like a mid-year check-in, right? Which is roughly where we are. Uh, yeah. You know, we're roughly a little bit more than halfway through the year. But uh, the point is, you know, I think kind of reviewing your, you know, what whatever goals you might have set up at the beginning of the year, it's a good idea to do it maybe every six months versus every 12 months or, or, or longer. Um, I had a... Uh, so I had a I had a quote um, that I was, from a movie that I was going to read, and we'll see if you can uh-huh. we'll see if you can name this. All right, okay, I thought okay. of, this is what I thought of when I was thinking about this topic. All okay. right, yeah. All right, <clears throat> life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. I have no clue whatsoever. I bet Tim knows. It does sound familiar. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Is this an old style movie or a new one? Yeah, it's an older movie. Okay, I would guess it would be an older movie. Okay, nope, I have no clue. Okay, all right. Well, uh, that was that was Ferris Bueller. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Okay. Wow. All right. Okay. Uh, that was one. That was one of his sort of famous famous lines, and <laughs> I think it, it right. It's I think yeah. it's so true, right? Yeah. I mean, life just life just flies by. I mean, life is so busy. Yep. Um, you know, with everything going on with. Um, you know, kids and, and work and activities and, uh, you know, you just, if you don't set some time aside to kind of uh, see where you are, it's, it's things can get away from you. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to, you know, savings and investments, you know, time is, time can be your friend uh, or it can be your enemy uh, depending on, on how you take advantage of it. Um, so, you know, one of the things that one of the things that hopefully you did uh, at the beginning of the year uh, was, you know, maybe set some goals for yourself. Um, yeah, we, we tell people to do it at least once a year, right, to, to review their finances. Sure. And probably the best time is around when you get your taxes together because you've got to get a whole bunch of other information for that sort of a thing. Okay. So, so, so if you did that, that would be probably in February or March, 
right? Okay. So this would be like a mid-year thing in July or August. Based on that time frame, sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think your point is right. Uh, lots of stuff can happen, good and bad, you know, in, in a 12-month period of time. And sometimes if you, if you did pick up on that, it might be, well, it could be better news than normal, or it could be better news than uh -huh. normal, and you, maybe you could have spent some more money than you planned on sort of a thing. You True. Know? So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. So, so when do they do this? Do they do this on a really hot day when they're sitting in the air conditioning? Or how, <laughs> what, what, we need to help people out think about this there. But, well, what do you mean? I don't know. Well, let's see. So it's, most people think about goofing off in the summer. Oh, okay. So... Yep. Yep. So let's see. How about September for mid-year? Because if, okay. they, if, if, if folks, that way they got the kids off to school, they're not thinking about vacation. And, and by the way, by the time you get your taxes finalized, it's April. And April is almost a half a year away from September sort of a thing. So, all right, so, so we're not suggesting, so we don't turn any people off. We're not suggesting that they take any part of their summer vacation to do this. <laughs> all right. Of course not. Okay. Of course but, not. But in September, that might we're, be a good... But we're, we're close. Yeah, yeah we're, we're close. close. Yeah, we're that, prepping. That, we're, we're priming. Yeah, we're yeah. priming for, yeah. for, for the topic, yes. And, and I think, uh, so how many folks do you think track financial stuff by computer, like Quicken, uh, versus by hand sort of a thing. You, you know... Any thoughts on that? Or? Um, I guess, you know, uh, I mean, I I personally, I mean, I, you know, I keep a, a little spreadsheet that I yep. put together for some things, like for, um, you know, I track like my savings, yep. you know, like, uh, like 401k savings, 529 savings, yep. uh, my, my debts, yep. you know, I, I keep track of those. Uh, and I keep track of like my like savings, you yep. know, like my emergency savings. And so I like to do that like with an Excel spreadsheet, um, and I can look backwards and see, you know, how it, what it was, you know, last month, last year. Yeah. Um, and I and I find that to be uh, helpful and sort of uh, a good way to kind of keep keep me on track and reminding me what I'm supposed to do and, yeah. and making sure that it, that it's happening. Yeah, and there's a whole lot of engineer types out there and techies are comfortable with spreadsheets and their works, but there's also a whole lot of pretty simple programs. I, I, I use Quicken. It's pretty pretty brainless and uh, pretty comprehensive sort of a thing, but what are some of the other ones? There, there are some newer ones available for, for things like that, right? Um, okay. You know, and I don't have a whole lot of experience with yeah. it personally, but, yeah. I, but I know that uh, I, I think it has a pretty good reputation in it. Uh, there's one called Mint. Okay, uh, I've, I've heard that name a few times. Uh, okay, and yeah. that's one you can you, know, you can use on your phone. You know, it's like an app, uh, yeah. and you can use that to kind of track your spending and, and your budgeting. Yeah. Um, I don't off the top of my head. I can't. I don't know any other ones, but uh, but I know that that one's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. And I know we have okay. clients, several clients that use Quicken. Uh, yeah. So I think that is a, a fairly. I mean, and there's a, there's several programs like that, but I I guess my point is that. You know, uh, if if you're not uncomfortable with computers, that's a few people I understand. But you know, there's some pretty easy finance programs that don't don't take a rocket scientist to to set up sort of a thing. Uh, and you know, that just makes this whole process a whole lot easier and faster. I guess is where I was going with that. I mean, I I can sit down and uh, balance checkbooks and and do stuff like that like on a quarterly basis in about an hour, you know, sort of a thing, which is pretty cool for us old guys, sort of a thing, you know? I, what, are you, what are you laughing well, about? Well, I was just thinking, <laughs> thinking about that, and I was thinking about, you know, how many people do balance their checkbook yeah. these days, yeah. you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, as long as there's more in there than goes out, you're okay, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I just, I mean, for me, I would just look online yeah. and look, you know, look at it and yeah. see, what, see what's in there and look at the activity, and I don't worry about, you know, 
writing it down in a in my checkbook per se. You know, it's pretty easy in the Quicket program, as a matter of fact, and you could kind of figure out if you messed up as you go along. Never mind getting around. But anyway, I, I, you know, I think, and we're talking about uh, expenses as part of the things that people should review. Uh, you know, my take on that is that uh, the the reason that you start off in your finances looking at your expenses and cash flow, that's what we officially call call it in this business, uh, is that the the secret to life, financially speaking, as far as I'm concerned, is to spend less than you make and save some. Okay? Yes. Uh, and and if, if you can do that to whatever extent and stay on top of that, you're probably going to be just fine, you know, going through life and in retirement. Uh, but a lot of folks in this country are financially challenged about that, I, I think. So that's kind of the reason we're spending some time on this. But I, the, the, the folks that we've met, okay, that we couldn't help too much are folks that have always lived within their means, spend less than they're actually earning, uh, and do a whole bunch of financially good things. But it all revolves around their cash flow. If, if you're spending more than you're earning, it's kind of tough to save for retirement and college and stuff like that. And folks, just to kind of give you an idea about why we're talking about this is that that's mighty important. I mean, you know, it, if, if you had the discipline to kind of watch that and save enough for retirement, you know, how much you invest is more important than what you earn on it, you know, over the rest of your life sort of a thing. So, you know, if we're going to harp on this, we apologize. But, you know, your cash flow and spending less than you earn and saving some for the future for whatever, that's like the secret to life in the financial world. And people can just kind of get away from that, you know? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that, you know, that was going to be one of the things I was going to talk about was, you know, was your budget, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. you know, that's, that's yeah. hopefully something that you, that's um, something you need to have that to get your cash flow. Squared yeah. Out, you need, yeah. yeah. And, and hopefully that's something yeah. that you put together, yeah. you know, maybe at the beginning of the year or, or as you said, you know, maybe around tax time, um, you know, put together your budget for the year and, and then you should take a look at it. Uh, <laughs> oh, check it out. Okay. You should actually <laughs> review it, uh, you know, and like we're talking about now, you know, maybe maybe six months later yeah. and, and see, how, are you on track? Yeah. You know, have you been doing what you said or thought you were going to do? Um, I certainly understand that life throws, you know, throws you curveballs and it's not going to be perfect. Uh, but so that's, that's why you should look at it. And if something has happened yeah. that you weren't expecting, well, do you need to maybe adjust something as a result of that? Yeah. Um, you know, some, sometimes we'll have maybe a new client come to us and say, well, what should our budget be? Yeah. You know, what, what should we spend our money on or yeah. what, what can we spend our money on? Yeah. And, and honestly, I mean, that's, that's not really our, our job. No. Um, yeah. that's, you know, that's, we don't make judgments about pe what people do with their money. Yeah, we just, we just do the math. Yeah. Right? We don't, we yeah. don't, you know, we certainly don't care what you spend your money on. Uh, but. You know our you know our job is really to is to make sure that you're s saving enough right whatever you spend everything else you know whatever you spend your money on that's yeah. fine yeah. Um, and we can help you you know back into what that might be um, by you know by doing some long-term planning and saying okay well if you're saving this how does that look when you get to retirement yeah. um, so we can certainly help you get there but as far as well you know you should spend X percent of your money on on food, X percent of your money on travel. I mean, that's, um, 
you know, that's sort of arbitrary. That's, you know, that yeah. you can, you know, what you, you know, you kind of, you know, you, the individual need to sort of prioritize what, what it is you want to spend your discretionary money on. Um, but you got to know what you're playing with before you do that. Yeah. So I, yeah. you know, I pulled up, um, so there are a couple of like rules of thumb, uh, for, for budgeting. Okay. Um, so I pulled up, uh, I pulled up one here, um, and this is called the the fifty thirty twenty budgeting rule of thumb. Okay. Are, you, are you familiar with that? Uh, I've heard that before, but okay. All right. So bas- basically, what it's and I'm not I mean, I'm not I'm not advocating this. I'm just it's I'm one just, way. It's just one way to do it. Yeah. Um, okay. So basically, what it says is that you can spend fifty percent of your income on things that you need. Okay. All right. And a couple of those items might be, you know, food. Housing, air conditioning this week. Uh, utilities, <laughs> yeah, that's utilities. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, health insurance. Okay. Um, and they also put, they put car payment in there. I guess that. I guess yeah, you could consider that a need. You need so tra- you need transportation. Yeah, so needs is the operational for right. word. Right. Okay. So fifty percent of yep. your income goes towards things that you need. Okay. And what you know and. So if I, I, I need to dine out five times a week, well, they put that in the need count column or what? No, <laughs> no, we'll, we'll get there. We'll okay, get there. Yeah, okay. actually, they put. They, actually, I, you know what? I, I apologize. Yeah. They put. They put groceries uh, under needs. Well, they, yeah, you got to. You got to have food. And uh, then dining out under, is under a different category. A different category. Okay, got it. All right. Okay. So, so fifty percent on things that you need. Or, or your yeah. So basic needs. How does that sound? Basic needs. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And actually, <laughs> so this is fifty percent of your after-tax dollars, by the way. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yep. yep. Okay. Uh, and it's, and actually, there's a little, there's a little, this thing that I'm looking at. I'm looking at thebalance.com is the the website where I'm. Although this 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 fifty thirty twenty can be found multiple places. Yep. It seems to be a fairly, you know, fairly prevalent idea. Uh, and actually, this one they're giving some some. Um, some credit to Elizabeth Warren on this one, saying, I don't, I don't know that she came up with this, but apparently she, she likes it. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But that, that doesn't score any points with me. I know, yeah, I know. Just in full disclosure, that was on the, on the thing here. So, but I, I, what I found was interesting. So under the needs column, yeah. they're, showing, they're showing a little cave with some cave people. Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So those are, those are your, and, they have, and they do have a fire in there. So yeah. that's, that's okay. nice. Got it. All okay. right. So then the 30% is things that you want. Right. All right. So 30% for wants. Uh, and they list a couple of things. They list, you know, shopping, eating out. Oh, wait a minute now. Isn't clothing a basic need? Well, uh, you know, I don't know. They didn't, they didn't list that. Okay. All uh, right. I don't know. They These put, are conundrums people have to deal with. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So wants versus needs. I yeah. got this so far. All, all right. right. Yep. So shopping. Yep. Eating out yep. and hobbies. Okay. All right. That's yep. what they let. I mean, obviously, yep. there could be more things, but that's just what this. Yeah. By the way, I would add gifts to kids and gifts to grandkids. Okay. In that in that category. On your wants. Yeah. On your wants. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, although some people might argue that that's a need. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and by the way, we don't care as long as you do the math. Okay, folks. And you shouldn't either. All we're suggesting is it's got to add up. However, you do those columns. Yeah. That's all. You okay. got to prioritize. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then, so then the the last twenty percent is savings. Okay. That's a big number, the twenty percent. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's that's what this particular budgeting rule, yep. quote unquote, is is recommending. So fifty percent needs, thirty percent wants, twenty percent savings. Okay. Um, so I mean, the savings. I mean, we'll, and we'll, maybe we'll talk about this a little more later on about yep. you know how much to save for retirement, things like that. But yep. but savings, 
you know that that's you know that's fairly broad. So that could be retirement, and that also could just be you know saving for a rainy day fund or, or college or yeah, second sure. home yeah. or a boat yeah. or an RV or whatever. Any yeah, yeah anything yeah. yeah. So right. So that's so mm-hmm. you know if you think about it that way, twenty percent. Maybe that is you know it, like it really depends yeah. on what you're trying to save for. Yeah, it does. Um, okay, all right. So that so that was one you know one little uh, budget here. Um, I like the twenty percent, but I. I I, I would guess that a very small percentage of folks in this country or and or folks listening to the show save 20% of their gross income before taxes. I, w- I, would, I would guess that's a pretty small number of people sort of a thing. But I hope it's not, but I would guess it is. I, I, think, it, I think it probably is. Oh. Um, I had another, uh, another article here I was going to look at from uh, our buddy uh, Michael Kitsies. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Michael Kitsies is a... Even though he's young, I like him. He's smart. He <laughs> is. Yeah. He, yes, he's very smart. He's an uh, up-and-comer in the financial world. Good for yeah, him. So yep. he's basically a financial advisor. I subscribe uh, to his service, yep. by the way. I get all this stuff every, every day almost. Okay, yep. So, so I have an article here... Um, Basically, it's called it's well. It's called why prudent spending rates matter more than savings rates. I would agree with that. By right. The way. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so I was going to hop around a little bit, but you know, again, it talks about you know the rule of thumb about how much to save uh, for retirement uh, and things like that. Uh, but then it goes on to say, you know, unfortunately, though, this is a, this is a quote here. Unfortunately, though, national data shows that the national savings rate is much much lower than the recommended guidelines, currently hovering just about three percent. Whoa, okay. Uh, yeah. Which affirms the wide range of other studies suggesting that huge swaths of Americans are, aren't saving enough to be prepared for retirement. So that, that was specific to retirement. Yeah, yeah, um, okay. You know, so the, the data shows... Which is like a mildly important thing for most folks to worry about, basically, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, I, you know, I, I don't know... Is it just is it just because it's so far away that it's hard to yeah. think about it sometimes? Yeah, I think uh, it, it's... Uh, if you have trouble thinking about your expenses over the next six months, you sure have a lot of trouble thinking about retirement, I think. I, I, I agree. It's it's either not on the top of the mind or people are afraid to think about it and just kind of ignore it. That, that, that would be my guess for a lot of folks. It, you, know? you know, and I think it's it's one of those things where, and, and we talk about this all the time because because we, we, we think it's important and, and we know it's important that you have to build... You know, you have to build savings in general, mm-hmm. both retirement and otherwise, into yep. your budget right off the bat. Yep. Because if you don't, then you, your budget gets filled up with everything else. You won't. And, and it and then it becomes so much harder, yep. if not impossible, to try to to try to build it back in. Because yep. uh, once all those dollars are allocated towards, you know, other monthly expenses. Uh, you know, the, on, the only way you can do it is, is yeah. to make more money. Yep. And that's not always an option. By the way, two ways to solve your life. Make more, spend less. Pick one. You know, that, or some it, combination of both. Right? That's it. That's yeah. it. No. Um, and and, and that's, that's, that can be a big challenge for, yep. for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a bit easier for most folks to work on your expenses, which you can control, than to think about your income, which you might not be able to, you know, given the circumstances. So... And I, yep. and I, you know, I was reading, and, and I, I think it was this article, maybe a different one about, you know, the, so the biggest, the biggest part of your, your budgetary pie, yep. <laughs> so to speak, is basically your, you know, your living, you know, your, your housing, yep. uh, and probably your, your automobile. Yep. All right. Those okay. are, those are probably your two biggest yep. things um, that you have, that you spend money on, that, that you quote unquote need. Yep. And... 
so if 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 you're you know if you're maybe maybe you're lower income and or whatever you got to get those things right because if you don't get those right and and you and you overspend on those the the pie is just you know shrunk um you know it's just shrunk completely and and then how do you how do you how do you say you know how do you how do you afford the other things that you either need or or want or need or save that's where this and that's where the savings really gets squeezed out yeah and i think you know and another, uh, like a motivation factor for, for you know, let, let's face it, nobody likes, not, not many people get excited about tracking their finances or planning for the future. I mean, uh, the, the whole, you know, we, we want it all, we want it now, and a lot of us don't think too much about the future, which I think is unfortunate. But, you know, I, I think it's harder for folks younger these days to make a go in the world than it was when I was younger, sort of a thing. So I, I think in addition to having to pay attention to this, I honestly think that, you know, people starting out in life in their 20s and 30s and 40s, they have a harder harder row ahead of them, okay, to get to where they want to go just because, well, I think my, my baby boomer, my baby boomer generation folks, I think we messed up a few things in the country in terms of budgets and inflation and a few other things. But anyway, so bottom line is I, I just think it's harder than ever to do this, which is hopefully some motivation for people to just start thinking about it if you haven't, you know, given the circumstances. But, you know, income, expenses, and savings, that's like, that's the deal, right? You know, those, those three words. Uh, how much are we doing? Okay two minutes. The time? Yeah, about two minutes. Um, the, uh, the, uh, I'd like to spend a little more time after the break talking about uh, unplanned expenses, emergency reserves, and a couple of other things, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. But, but um, if, you, if you don't know much about your expenses, I think I could do this in two minutes, <clears throat> there's an easy way to find out exactly what your expenses were last year, okay? Uh, and it has to do with your last year's tax return, okay? Uh, and folks, if you, if you have a moment, you might want to listen up or write this down, but if you go to the 2021 tax return, for the federal government, uh, it'll list your income because that's what you told them, okay? And on the second page of that tax return someplace, it'll list the amount of tax that you paid total. Not how much you had for a refund or how you had to pay, but what the tax was. So so you can find out what your income was down to the decimal point because you told them, okay? And you can find out what your federal tax is. And by the way, you can find out what your Massachusetts tax is. Okay, so, so I, I won't get through this on the break, but I'll get started. So it's pretty simple. You put your total income on the top of the page, and then you put your federal tax with a minus, and you put your state tax with a minus, okay? And what's left is what you're working with. And folks, we, we can argue about anything you want, and it'll have to wait, but the bottom line is the math says that's what you got, and you better pay attention to that. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break listening to Kirk Reed and Mike McNamara. Uh, we're doing sort of a mid-year financial check-in. Uh, we're talking about budgeting, everybody's favorite thing. The B word. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Alyssa Reed with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. Your investment strategy should largely be determined by the amount of time you have before needing the money. If you are aggressively invested, time is your friend when it comes to your portfolio recovering from this scary stock market. If you need your invested money soon, it should have been conservative to begin with. If you're not sure how your money is invested, I'd be happy to offer my opinion. 781-834-2010. All right, we're back. You're listening to McNamara on Money. Uh, my name is Kirk Reed. I'm in the studio today with Mike McNamara, 
And uh, I believe we have a caller, Julie uh, from Plymouth. Hello, Julie. Hi, how are you folks today? Uh, good, how about yourself? Well, I'm a little irritated and I wanted to just provide you a little bit of feedback as a female listener. All right, okay. Uh, I, I happened to, to turn on your radio program this morning. I'm listening to you talk about this budget, which I think is fantastic. And then there's a comment about how you folks like it and Elizabeth Warren likes it. And then you basically disrespected her, which is very common and not intended, I'm sure. But to disrespect the woman, like, oh, that doesn't matter to us. And then you later talked about some young up-and-coming guy and you're all about the guy. And as a female, it's just exhausting to sort of hear those things over and over again. And I think we just don't even realize we're doing it, right? So I wanted to provide that feedback to you. There was no need to disrespect Elizabeth Warren, right? It just wasn't... Uh, po point taken. Yeah, po point taken, and I apologize. Uh, that just came out. Uh, I didn't. I, you know, I guess my th thought was Elizabeth Warren's not a money manager, and I'm not sure if people like you know should give advice about things like that. That's all. But it was true. I, I understand, and I and I'm sure that's yeah. true. But I just want to say it's almost a trigger for us that we we're very quick to dismiss women. Yeah. And I think if it was a male, you wouldn't have been quite as dismissive, or uh, you would have said it in a different way. No, my so just feedback. Yeah, I, for no, the future. I, I very much appreciate yeah. that. My, my thinking was all that right. that she's not a financial advisor, okay, uh, and that right. that that doesn't score any points with me. Uh, to, for, uh, you know, we have clients. Uh, for example, we have clients who have attorneys. Uh, and you go to attorneys for legal advice, and you go to financial advisors for financial advice, and you go to accountants for, for tax planning advice sort of a thing. And so that was the motivation behind my comment, and there were no others besides that. But I very much appreciate the thought. Okay? All right. You folks have a great day. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. All righty. All right. Um, yeah, certainly certainly did not, yeah, nope. did, did not mean any offense there. Nope. Um, all right. So uh, we were talking about uh, budgeting, mm -hmm. um, talking about one type of budgeting plan, and okay. So then, all right. I think you said you, you well, you were starting to you were starting a train, and, yep. and then the train got uh, stopped by the brake. Let me begin. Yeah. Okay, folks. Um, if you don't know or don't have a budget, uh, an easy way to get some motivation to have one, I think, uh, is to figure out exactly how much money you spent a year ago. Okay. Uh, and there's a very, very easy way to do that, okay, uh, with regard to your federal tax returns and a couple of other documents, okay? And so uh, th this is a very simple exercise. Uh, it's strictly math, and it's very accurate, and it might take you a half an hour to do this, okay? Uh, and, and so maybe we'll, you know, maybe we'll kind of write this down and post it on a website or something like that in case anybody misses this. But it, it's, it's pretty darn simple. Go, go to, in this case, go to your 2021 tax returns because that's the most recent information that, that you'd have. And uh, we're pretty sure that you told the U.S. government all of your income. They probably knew about it anyway. So you need income. And you have that because you reported that on your federal and your Massachusetts state tax returns, okay? So income, check, and there it is right there, gross, your bonuses, all that other good stuff. Black and white. Before taxes, yeah. which is the important part, gross, okay? And then on page two of the federal tax return, someplace about two inches down, they change it every couple of years, there's the tax uh, that you owe, total, 
Okay, and that this is not what you get for a refund or how much more you had to pay, but your total tax. So that total tax, you don't get to spend that. You had to pay for it. So that's a minus. You write that number down. On the, on the top of the page, you say, here's my total income in do dollars, single or together as spouse. Okay, and the first subtraction is your federal tax. And then the second subtraction is your Massachusetts tax. And that's on one of the pages in your Massachusetts tax return and not, not too hard to get to. All right, so the first mathematical exercise there is you start with your income and do those two subtractions and you got a number. And that number is I call what's left <laughs> because that's basically what's left. <laughs> and what that's you, what it is. We, yeah. <laughs> and it's what you have to spend, okay, uh, in that, that year, okay? So there's a, there's a couple other things you got to check on Okay, to, and by the way, folks, when you see that number, it'll probably scare the ever-loving heck out of you. Okay, that, that's just, it'll just be, a, be sitting down when you're doing that because it'll probably scare the ever-loving heck out of you. But anyway. Be, uh, because, <laughs> because why? Because they'll see the number and say, no, that can't possibly it'll think, be true. It'll be bigger, yeah, yeah. It'll be bigger oh, yeah. than what there's, they think. There's no, there's no way, okay, yeah. that it's going to be smaller than what they think. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be bigger than what they think. Where, and yeah, where, uh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the line is always, where does it all go? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, so that's a wor that's your working what's left number. There's a couple other things you got to check on to, to, to make sure that that's accurate. Okay, so by the way, let, so let's say that what's left number is $100,000, just for round numbers here, folks. Or it could be 50000 or I don't care, but no. 100 is an easy number to work with when I'm going to do some other math here, okay? So it's $100,000. Well, then, then the next thing you have to do is you have to go to your emergency reserves, which I hope you have. Okay, and let's say that your emergency reserves number uh, is 50,000, okay? And your emergency reserves, when you check it, it's 25,000. You mean, you mean it was 50,000 a, 50, a year ago? A year ago. A year ago, it was 50. Okay, and okay. if it's 25 now, then in addition to what's left, you spent some more. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh oh we have oh, a flashing... Okay. <laughs> oh, over here. We have a flashing okay. uh, code red. Yeah. All right. So, oh, by the way, or so the good news could be, let's see, I've got 100 what's left, and my savings is now 60,000. Ooh, so what's left is 110. Okay, so, so you have to do an adjustment to the what's left, okay, with, with basically your emergency reserves, okay? Two other adjustments that I can think of. Okay? I can think of one. I can think of one or two. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the first adjust, adjustment is okay. What was your charge card balance? Okay. A and what is it now? Mm -hmm. And by the way, if your charge card balance is the same, hopefully zero. Okay. Then you don't have to adjust the what's left number. Okay. Uh, if your charge car card balance got bigger by ten thousand uh, dollars, I, I guess you're going to have to add that to your expense number. If it got smaller by $10,000, I guess you're going to have to subtract that from your expense number because you're paying down debt sort of a thing, okay? okay. Any questions here so far? I know I know you don't, but well, any, what? Well, comments? but, I, you know, credit card is just one form of debt. Yeah, okay. You know, did you... The other one. Did, well, did, did, you, did you buy a car maybe? Okay. Uh -huh. you know, or, or do you have... Did you... Do you have any other things that you purchased that now have a an extra? Correct. You know, any sort of debt that got created. Right. And but the other biggie is your home equity line of credit. If you happen to use that in your life, okay. So if your home equity line of credit was zero a year ago and zero now, you don't have to adjust the what's left sort of a thing, okay. Uh, if your home equity line of credit was zero a year ago and twenty now, 
then you got to add 20 more thousand to what your expenses were. Or if your if your equity line of credit was 20,000 a year ago and it's zero now, then credit yourself, you know, that that money sort of a thing. The, I, I can, those are the only numbers I really think you have to think about, folks, to get to uh, what you really spent. The numbers still going to scare the heck out of you, and you're going to start scratching your head and saying, this can't be right. I got And I think that'll probably provide some motivation, okay, to get going on trying to dissect and analyze, well, what the heck, you know, where, where did all this money go? How does that work sort of a thing? There are, there are a couple more things that I, that I can yeah. think of that, <clears throat> that you have to dig a little bit deeper on. Yeah. Um, and and this would be this would be part of your tax yep. packet, but you would have to look at some you'd have to look at some you know uh, supplementary documents like like your W two, mm -hmm. and that would be like well because if you put money into your four hundred one k that doesn't show up. Oh, that's on right. Your, I apologize. Right? That's, you have it, doesn't, do your, it doesn't show up on your on your income that, because it's already being right. pulled out pre tax. That's right. So the, the last one is the savings. Thank you for that. Okay. So so to to begin with, let me just kind of quick summary gross income minus federal taxes minus state taxes adjust for your emergency reserves balance adjust for your charge card balance adjust for your home equity line of balance adjust for any other new debts that you had and adjust for the savings you made folks that probably can't take a half an hour or 45 minutes for most folks to do and it will be a start towards getting you motivated about, geez, that doesn't sound right. What, you know, what the heck's going on sort of a thing, okay? Uh, so hopefully that's helpful. And, and, if, okay. and if that is too, yeah. uh, too overwhelming, yeah. then, you know, yeah. we, we, we have software that, yeah. uh, that can simplify that yeah. Um, yeah. If, if you need some help. Um, yeah. When, when we sit down with the folks we work with in our, our annual meetings, we always ask them those questions about charge card balances and debt because that's kind of a... Uh, a signal for you know, how their cash flow is going and what's going on given the circumstances. So important stuff, folks, but pretty easy to get you motivated there. So uh, I had a couple uh, expenses. I wanted to talk about planned and unplanned expenses, okay. uh, yep. lump sum expenses, uh, and, uh, and and expenses that you might not think about, okay? Um, first on that list is People don't think about money that they might give to their children for for either kindness or support or whatever the reason. But money that you would give to your children for whatever reason, you wouldn't think of as an expense, but it, it's an expense. Sure. Okay. And something that's been uh, pretty much of an eye-opener for me for the last uh, six or eight years, uh, or actually since I've been a grandparent, I guess, which is close to 14 now. But, uh, but the bottom line is that gifts to grandchildren and clothes and experiences and trips and stuff like that those are those are expenses too okay hopefully they're on the wants side of the deal but you know that that's where some of the money goes that you might not track you know you don't write that down if you you, you go out and buy dresses on the on the <laughs> charge card you know but, but but that's something that you need to think about and you know we see a fair chunk of grandparents who spend a fairly significant portion <laughs> of their expenses on kids and grandkids so it's just just how it is something to think about okay it um yeah and that's you know the grandkids is one thing but you know there's also you know, sometimes your kids, even yeah. even if they're you know grown up and adults, yeah. that get into trouble, yeah. and you know, and that you know, for, I think for a lot of people, that feels like something that's a th something where they feel yeah. obligated to to help them out, and 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 that that happens, and that can that 
that can affect your budget. Yep. <laughs> back yep. back to the budget. Um, yeah, definitely. One-time expenses. Uh, yeah, that's so. Yeah, let's talk, you. Yeah. You go on one-time expenses. Go for it. Well, okay, yeah. So I mean, some some one-time expenses could be, you know, maybe something major happens to your car. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, something. You know, you need to fix something in your car. Could co- cost a few thousand dollars. Yep. Right. I mean, fairly easily. Yep. Um, and you know, if you you know, if do you have the savings to to cover that? I yep. hope so. Yep. Uh, but if you don't, uh, now we're talking about. You know, credit cards, yep. and and now now you've got payments going associated with that. Um, if you own a home, things happen all the time with your home, right? Uh, either because you want to do something or you need to do something. You know, if you have a, a, a leak in the roof, yep. you got to get that fixed. Yep. Uh, again, that can be thousands and mul- you know multiple yep. you know thousands of dollars. Um, yeah, and, and those lump sum expenses they come either planned or unplanned, right? They kind of get it in differences, right? It's okay. and it's yeah, and it's hard. I mean. So when you're putting together a budget, you probably should have a line item for contingencies. Contingencies, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. A, a question mark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know how much that is is unknown, right? But, but well, it's kind of relation to your income and your expenses, and you know there people could probably kind of figure out a number that would be comfortable. Yeah, what do you, if, what do you think? Maybe like like five percent. Well, I mean, if, I, I don't know. If people knew their numbers. They'd know what they'd be comfortable with for that number. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I maybe it's five percent for some people. Maybe it's ten for some other sort of a thing or whatever. But my, my, you know, the whole point we're talking about here is that if you have enough information, you can make some pretty sensible guesses about things that you have to do in your financial life. And yeah, how how much you'd carry for a contingency for that kind of depends on you know. You know do you live in a seven million dollar house with twenty seven <laughs> bathrooms? You know, or you know, I mean, there's a whole bunch of what ifs that, that go along with how that all works. But but <clears throat> I guess the point I wanted to make is that big one time expenses, a, a lot of them you can plan for, okay, or build contingencies. Well, I'm going to need a, need a roof in ten years. Well, then maybe we ought to start setting aside a couple thousand dollars a year. How much is it going to cost? Let's factor in some inflation. So you, you need to kind of you know, there there aren't too many unplanned expenses. If you thought about it, I mean, if you had built, you can build contingencies for unplanned expenses. That you know, things wear out, uh, washing machines break down, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, cars die, stuff like that. Uh, but I guess my point is, you need to spend a whole bunch of time thinking about that stuff and try to plan for. It. Can you plan for everything? No, but. You can try to plan it for as much as you can, and you're probably better off, sort of a thing, you know. Yeah, no. and you know, one, you know, one of the things we always talk to folks about is is the car, right? Yeah. You know, because you do buy a car yeah. every. I mean, everybody's different, but you know, maybe every five to ten years, maybe yep. Yep. you know, people people tend to buy a new yep. car, yep. Uh, and that can be a, a fairly sizable expense. Yep. And so it's not something you'd see on your on your annual budget. Although you know, it's funny. I do talk to a lot of people that they they set aside money every month. Yep. For, for a car payment down the road, yep. um, I, I've seen that you know a, a good amount of times, yep. and, and I think that that's that's not a bad idea, right? They, they're kind of building that future expense into their current budget. So, did your parents have envelopes in the kitchen drawer too? I wrote, so, I wrote down envelope system. I wrote it down, uh, and I was going to ask you because I know I know that that's something that you live live I with. I could clearly yeah. remember my mother so doing th- that. I thought you could spend a minute on that. I was going to bring that up. Well, yeah. it's, it's a. Uh, how shall I say it? It's it's a uh, kind of an antique Quicken system. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of folks listening that are going to get a chuckle out of this. But you know, in in the, I grew up in the 1950s and 60s, and and uh, basically, 
my dad would bring home a pay. He wouldn't bring home a paycheck. It would be like cash. Cash. And people got paid cash, with cash. cash yeah, yeah, whatever. And I remember my mother sitting down at the kitchen table with a lockbox that she had, and she'd open it up, and there'd be about you know, fifteen or twenty different envelopes in there. And one would be utilities, one would be phone, one would be food, stuff like that. And she took that paycheck, and she would boom, 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 like that every time. And and if something ran out, it ran out, you know, <laughs> sort of a thing. And you got you got pretty mindful of that. But th- there's a, probably a whole bunch of folks listening to us that uh, experienced the exact same thing uh, with maybe themselves or their parents. Wh- whatever works, you know, <laughs> absolutely whatever works is how I would say that. You, you know? know, it's. Yeah. Um I think yeah, like you said, the mind, the mindfulness yeah. of it, right? Yeah. Because you, you you go through the the steps of putting the money in the envelope, yeah. and you see it. Yeah. And I think, and and the, and I and I know it's true. You know, looking at money, you know, looking at physical paper money, yeah. and spending it yeah. is harder than using your credit card. It, it, it's, it's it's that's correct. It is. You think okay. about it. Yeah. You think about it yep. a lot longer yep. than than you do just swiping your card. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And, absolutely. You know, yeah. for for some, you know. So if if you're, you know, I guess if you're really, uh, if you're having trouble keeping to a budget, you know, it, it, it's not, it's going to be a little more cumbersome, right? Because you got to go, you got to go get the money out of the yeah. ATM or whatever, and yeah. then you got to do this. But you know, maybe it's maybe it's worth a shot. Um, <laughs> you know, but I mean, yeah, it's definitely definitely an old school um, thought, but 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 not a bad one. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then my. We're not going to get through this outline, Kirk. I can see that right now. Okay, uh, so my last, my only last thought about expenses. Folks, here's the secret to life. Income, expenses, and savings. You've got to figure out how they all work and they add up. But anyway, uh, the, 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 the ones I would call fun. Okay, uh, we, you know, when we talk about folks uh, retiring, we always ask them, well, what are you going to do for fun? And that, that fun's a pretty broad category. It could be travel. It could be uh, hobbies. It could be uh, uh, anything, giving away money to kids. That could be, you know, fun. What, what, you know, whatever people personally enjoy. That could be charitable donations. That could be, yeah, whatever, okay? Um, so so ho- hopefully everybody in their lives has some existing expense room for fun as you go along okay uh but if you're certainly thinking about a retirement plan okay and a lot of folks are listening you know, are thinking about retirement you know you you want to th- sit down and think about well what are we going to you know if you've already had enough fun in your life now you probably have a pretty good idea about how much fun you have to allocate in the in the retirement because you know you like to travel you know you like to do this or you like to do that sort of a thing if if uh, unfortunately, your financial situation is you haven't really had much fun now, and you're starting to think about retirement. You got to do some research about what kind of fun you might. Hopefully, people have some hobbies, but you might have to do some research about you know what things may cost that that you'd like to do that you haven't had an opportunity to do, sort of a thing. So, if you've had some fun, you have some background to start your research and maybe some numbers but if you haven't had much of it you want to be careful about that because what are you going to retire you're going to retire take some time off and goof off and hopefully have some fun sort of a thing so fun expenses broad category but you need to kind of think about them okay especially in the retirement situation okay the um you know we talked about this about the whole thing about you know living within your means right that's like we've it's the key to secret to life. It's the key to financial success. <laughs> it is, and okay. <clears throat> and so I think if you know when we talk about you know how much to save for retirement and things yeah. like that, yeah, I think if you if you live within your means while you're working, yeah, 
it makes it all that much easier to do it in retirement. Yep. Because you've basically, yep. you've, you know, you've you've lived with, you have that mentality, and you've you've sort of that's sort of ingrained in you. Um, and, and by the way, <clears throat> those are the folks in retirement we have to tell them it's okay to spend some more money, right? Yeah. It, it, those are the fun meetings, right? Yeah. You, you what? You got plenty of money. You can do that. You know, so, and they, they look at you really. You know, so yeah, that's. I funny. think it's just it's just it's one of those habit. <laughs> it's one of those habits that. If you have it during, you know, your working career, you tend to stick with it, and and that means, you know, well, you know, like you're you don't have to save maybe as much per se because yeah. your expenses are going to probably tend yeah. to be lower yeah. uh, in in retirement, just like if if you've kept them relatively low uh, when you're working. Yeah. So so I, I think maybe we're almost done with expenses. That took a while, but yep. but uh, I I think I think the 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 big picture here is that well. Well, how how do I know how much I have to save? Sort of a thing. So so you know, income, expenses, savings. You know, maybe it's not fifty, thirty, twenty. You know, maybe it's this, that, or the other thing. Sort of thing, folks. So the, the bottom line is that you know you kind of need to look at your entire financial picture. I'm starting to pitch a certified financial planner and plan here, by the way. But you need, need to look at your entire financial picture. Maybe you you know maybe you don't need to save twenty percent. Maybe you need to save ten. You know, uh, maybe you could spend more than... You're talking about for retirement Yeah, for retirement or, or, or whatever. In you general. Know, or, yeah. or whatever in general. Okay. So my point is that you do kind of have to coordinate the savings and the expenses for things that you're planning to have in the future. And, and that takes some doing sort right. of a thing. So, you know, we're, we're just putting in a plug for looking at your entire financial situation because it happens to be related is the best way to say that. Sure. Okay. All right. Okay. So... All right, so where are we going next? We had, so cash flow, paying attention to what's going on. Yep. Okay, you can do that with envelopes. You can do that with uh, computers. You can do that with a spreadsheet. You just have to have the motivation to do it. And uh, doing it once a year, probably around uh, tax time is good. Uh, and yeah, why not take a quick peek at it? If you're organized, how much time do you spend? An hour or two? You know, looking at something like that? I mean, and, uh, yeah, and, I would. Yeah, I mean, what's that worth in your life? To, to do a little gut check. It's worth it's a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's it's well worth it. Yeah, uh, it's okay. well worth it. Right. I had I had one other, just because we have a few minutes before yep. the break. I had one other uh, one other type of budget uh, just All to right. chat about. All right, and this one is again not like the other one we said. It's not necessarily sure. something that we subscribe to. It's just a type of budget. Yeah. Uh, so this one's called the the fire budget. Ooh, how do you spell that? F-I-R-E, like fire. That, that's it. Okay. Okay. Do you know what that, do you know no, what that stands for? No. Okay. So this is a, this one's called financial independence, retire early. Oh, I've, okay. Now I remember I've read about that. Sounds uh, like fun. Okay. How does that work? So I just, this is just something to chat about just for a couple <laughs> minutes. Um, so I'm just going to read here from, uh, yeah. from this, uh, this is just from Investopedia. Okay. Uh, so financial independence, retire early is a movement of people devoted to a program of extreme savings and investment that aims to allow them to retire far earlier than traditional budget budgets and retirement plans would permit. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Born out of the 1992 best-selling book, Your Money or Your Life, by Vicki Robin and Joe Dominguez, FIRE came to embody a core premise of the book. People should evaluate every expense in terms of the number of working hours it took to pay for it. Oh, All right, so this is—it's a very, whoa. you know, very different. Uh, That's interesting. Okay. So, it says by saving up to seventy percent of their annual income, 
Fire retirement proponents aim to retire early and live off of small withdrawals from their accumulated funds. All right. They better be right. Well, yeah. So this this is this is not something that we've really analyzed or or had any. So uh, so by the way, so uh, so what's a retire early? What what age are we talking about? Give me an example. I mean, they're they're talking about like in their like forties. All right. So all right. Or, or so 50, let's yeah. see. So let me. So let me. The counterpoint to this is so. Uh, if you do that, what's your life look like for the 20 years between 22 and 42? Well, and, and by the way, yeah, uh, you, you're not yeah. living the you're not living a, a grand life, and you're not you're living like a well, okay. There's probably not a lot of fun in your life, and a whole lot of sacrifice and savings to do that. Yeah. And my only point is, you better be right about that because you missed some of the best years of your life. Okay, uh, saving for years that. If it didn't work, you're in big trouble. That's all. That's a big bet. Yeah, I would. That's yes. a real big so bet. So I would hope. Yeah. I would hope that anybody that subscribes to it would hopefully work with, you know, uh, or at least have a get a second opinion from a, from a financial <laughs> advisor to to see yep. whether or not this works. I mean, because you got to look at inflation, right? Yep. Inflation's a biggie yep. Um, yep. for if you retire it yeah. in your forties. Well, and you know what? Here, yeah. Here's another thought. They told just be careful. I guess would be yeah. my. The other thought is if you're if you're a fire proponent, yeah. okay, you don't have any fun in your life and you don't know how to price that when you retire. Okay, and that's what be, you might not have any hobbies. You might, I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking about this. If, you, if you're saving 70% of your money, you got a pretty, uh, pretty basic life and you're not exactly, you know, doing a whole lot of fun things sort yeah. of a thing. So I, I think, it, does that mean you're planning for retirement you're going to live the same way? I I, I, don't I get know. maybe yeah. it is. Yeah, I guess maybe they just they just don't like work so much. That's all they care about is just not having to work. And all they, right, I don't know. Um, all right, we're gonna take a break here. Uh, listening to Kirk Reed and Mike McNamara. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back in a couple of minutes. <laughs>